Today, we're going to share a few pretty remarkable eBay sales, some reselling news, and a look back at a pretty freaking phenomenal February. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of Galaxy CDs, Rocks and Flips. If this is your first time here, my name is Ryan and I am a full-time reseller. And if you're not sure what that is, I probably have never really talked about that. I just assumed <laughs> that everybody that's watching this kind of knows what it is. But if you don't, if you don't know what a, a reseller is and you stumbled on this channel going down a YouTube rabbit hole, what I do is I go out to estate sales, yard sales, garage sales, thrift stores, and I essentially buy other people's unwanted, unneeded, unloved junk and try to find it a new home and sell it for profit online on eBay or Mercari or Facebook Marketplace or whatever the case may be. And that's how I make my living. I also am a part-time YouTuber and podcaster, hence this show. In today's episode, like I said, we're going to have some reselling news where I will cover topics that may be important to other resellers. We're going to take a look back at a both weekly and monthly business recap where we're going to talk about a pretty good week and a pretty remarkable February. But first... Let's look at just a handful of things that sold last week on eBay. It was actually a really busy week, as we'll get into when we get to the business recap. But as happens with my business model, sometimes there's just a lot of super cheap stuff. I sell a lot of items, kind of sub $18. And last week was no exception. I sold a mess of stuff that was pretty cheap and I don't want to spend all day covering all that kind of stuff. I just kind of want to show you some of the high points, some of the things that you might want to be looking for as you're out and about. I do primarily media, so you're going to see in my episodes a lot of CDs, movies, books, and that sort of thing. Not all of it is super profitable. I'm just going to show you the ones that were. We're going to start with this CD from 2002 on Triple Crown Records, Hot Rod Circuit. Been there, smoked that. Uh, this was a new and sealed CD. It went for $21.99 with free shipping. Um, this was out of a big lot of CDs that I purchased last summer for an average cost of about three and a half cents a piece. So pretty nice, pretty nice little flip on that. This next item is actually three items all in one sale. If you've been following this channel very long, you know, last summer, I bought a big collection of CSX Railroad, bro, uh, not brochures, but like technical manuals and training guides and all kinds of stuff from an estate of a former CSX engineer. I had, there were several videotapes in there, fairly short, five, six, 15 minutes kind of thing of training videos and that sort of stuff. I own all of those items for about 10 cents a piece. Here I sold three vintage VHS CSX transportation safety videos. Uh, video news from November of 1998, uh, video news from May of 1998, and a crew dispatching systems training uh, video. These went for $9 a piece on offers. I had them listed, I think, for $11.99 with free shipping. Someone bought all three. 
He made me offers on each of them at $9 because I own them for essentially a dime a piece. It ended up being a pretty nice flip, 27 bucks. Shipping was, I think, $3.45 because it was just over a pound and a half for three VHS packed in a box. So fairly nice little flip. Train memorabilia, whether it be real trains or model railroads, that stuff, there's a big, big market for that. Those people are really passionate about that stuff. So if you stumble on it at a sale, it's probably worth at least taking a look. It does. Some of this has been fairly slow moving. I had a lot of kind of timetables and guides, and I probably sell one a week here and there for anywhere from eight to $12 a piece. But again, I own them for 10 cents. I don't mind having them sit around here. If I can make an extra 10 or 15 bucks a week, every week, that's not bad. Next up, Smith's Classical Dictionary of Greek and Roman. This is from 1895. It's a hardcover, really nice condition. Uh, Somebody paid $39.99 with free shipping for this item. I own this for 25 cents. Uh, It was part of a big lot that I got at an estate sale. Speaking of that same lot, here's a really nice collection. I sold two of these several months ago. This is the third and final one that I own in the uh, collection, Great Men and Famous Women, Volumes 1 through 8. It's a full set from 1894. These are all like biographical sketches and information on kind of the high society people of that era. Eight books I owned for a quarter a piece, so this is... $2 investment. Uh, This one went on a best offer of $90 with free shipping. Cost me, I think, $16.81 to send this out media mail. So all in, I still made about 58 bucks on this deal. So not a bad flip. Um, Old books can be really, really lucrative. I've talked about on this channel before, sometimes even if they're not really in very good shape. This next group of items, man, probably a year and a half ago, it was fairly early in my reselling career. I was at a church sale and I've, I've shown these before. I picked up a big stack of inspiration magazines. There are little six to eight to 10 page magazines, all from the 1920s from the fashion Institute, I believe. Um, really, really old. They were down in the basement of a church at kind of one of their sales, I brought the whole stack up to the desk and I said, what, these aren't marked. What would you take for the whole stack? Like I said, there were about 50 of them. And the lady said, how about a dollar? (laughs) And I said, how about heck yes. So I own these things for two cents a piece. I had already sold 39 of them for anywhere from 12 to about $45 a piece. And I was down to my last 11. I got a message last week from a person uh, up in Canada who said, would I do combined shipping if they bought all 11 remaining items for my then? I had them running at a discount. I was running them for $15 a piece. I said, I'll do one better. I will actually do free shipping domestically since I know they're going through the global shipping program. You'll be responsible for getting them to you from eBay, but I'll do $15 a piece for all 11 of them with free U.S. shipping. So 11 items at two cents a piece turned into a $165 sale. Shipping was $2.89 to ship these media rate to the Global Shipping Center down in Kentucky. 
super profitable sale. Those of you who have been watching for a while are probably shocked that this thing is not the flip of the week. <laughs> uh, so these are now all gone. Remarkable, remarkable sale. These obviously took quite some time, but probably on average, I turned two cents into about, I would guess probably 18 or $19 times 50 items. So over the course of the time, I've had these a hugely profitable sale. And now your flip of the week. This comes from the big 2,500 book lot that I did back in October. So this is an item that I own for 25 cents. I've talked previously about bound magazines. This set, I actually have two different ones. This one is uh, all in Italian. It is five issues of a magazine all about the Italian Navy. Some really cool illustrations. Um, this has information on the Italian Navy dating back to like the 1860s. So a really cool collection. I own it for a quarter. Uh, I sent out an offer. I had this listed for $225, I think $224.99. I sent out an offer of 15% off. Somebody bought this for $191.24 plus customer paid shipping. So 25 cents into $191. Uh, just outstanding. Again, it has sat here for a little while. I got this. This was listed back at the end of October or the first part of November. So it's several months in. But to turn 25 cents into $191 is really, really an outstanding flip. I was very pleased with that. Very excited <laughs> uh, when that guy accepted that offer. So again, bound magazines can be really valuable. They won't all be, but a lot of them can be. And this one obviously was huge. With that out of the way, let's take a look at the overall business. We'll do really quickly. I'll just kind of rifle through last week, and then we will take a look at what was an absolutely phenomenal February. Uh, last week, I, I essentially lost two days to listing. On Tuesday, I drove to Canton, Ohio to pick up a car for someone. And on Friday, I spent pretty much the whole day outsourcing. All of that being said, I still got 113 listings done last week. So not too shabby on the listings front. Sales for the week, still above average, $15.96.05. It broke down uh, $61.39 once again from Bonanza, $64.68 from my antique booth, and $14.69.98 on eBay. Cost of goods sold for the week was just $44.98, which left me with a gross profit margin of 97.18%. Whew. That is a tasty number, fifteen fifty one and seven cents. Operating expenses for the week. I did take advantage of the fact that I've had three really good weeks, and I ordered some shipping supplies. I ordered some bubble wrap and some additional bubble mailers and some odd size boxes that I needed. I also bought some additional equipment to use here in the office, so I did have some extraordinary expenses. Total operating expenses for the week were eight seventeen eleven. Um, almost $400 of which was supplies and equipment. So really fairly high by my normal standards, uh, but still not terrible. So net profit for the week, 45.99% or 733.96. So all in all, a pretty good week, which led to, in conjunction with some of the other weeks we've talked about, a massive, massive February. Believe it or not, February was my second 
best month ever in terms of sales, uh, only bested by December of last year during the Christmas season and not really by all that much, by about $600. So just a remarkable, remarkable February. Uh, please let us know in the comments how your February shook out when all the numbers were done. Was it good? Was it bad? How did it work out? Mine was remarkable. Uh, we'll start with listings. 534 listings for the month. So very pleased with that. Uh, that converted into 370 sales. So I did have some net growth in my store inventory of 160 odd listings. So that's good as I continue to try to grow my inventory. Uh, if you've been playing along, you know I'm kind of the king of the long tail. I don't mind to have stuff that sits here for some time, knowing that it will eventually sell. And uh, my goal by the end of the year is to be between 7,500 and 8,000 listings. As we sit here, I'm at like 63.50. Sales for the month, $7,016.45. So again, only the second time I've been over $7,000 in gross sales, the first being uh, December of 2020 during the Christmas season. That broke down across a wide range of different sources. Uh, I made $11.33 from the eBay Partner Program. I made $193.84 in sales at the Westchester Antique Center. So my antique booth for the second month running has paid for itself and then a little bit more. So I'm thrilled with that because my goal was essentially just to be able to bust out of it and use it as a free storage unit and it has done even better than that so that's a win bonanza 198.35 and ebay for six thousand six hundred twelve dollars and 93 cents so big month cost of goods sold last month 222 and 29 cents leaving me with a gross profit for the month of 96 0.83% or 67.94.16. So outstanding month from a profit standpoint. Operating expenses last month totaled 34.18 and 25 cents. Again, a big chunk of that was in the last two days of the month when I ordered a ton of supplies and equipment uh, that ultimately totaled, gosh, about $675. So otherwise, if I hadn't done those things, this profit number would have been through the roof. Um, I did have some repairs and maintenance I needed to do. I had my second full month's rent due at the Westchester Antique Center, which was $172. The rest essentially was the normal kind of eBay, um, eBay fees and the store subscription fee. I paid $1,052.61 in eBay fees and almost $1,500 in outbound shipping expenses. So as usual, those are kind of the big two. For the month, that left me with a net, sorry, net profit of 48.11% or 33.75.91. A little bit off my 50% net profit total, but again, I did, I made some extraordinary expenditures to kind of upgrade some of the office equipment here. So totally fine with that. Really pleased with how February went. went. Again, let us know down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube how your month went. Uh, did you have any big, big sales? Did you have any really bad days? Um, I essentially did not have any what I would consider to be bad days. At the time of recording, however, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I have not recorded a single sale yet today on eBay, and we're kind of early afternoon, so that's a little perplexing. But nonetheless, February is in the books. It was outstanding, and now we're on to the next. With that, we're going to take a super quick break for our podcast listeners, and then we will be right back with reselling news. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to do me a solid, please leave me a review. That would be awesome. If you're listening anywhere else, there's a link in the show notes to my Podchaser page where you can also go and leave a review. Be sure to check me out on YouTube at Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips and follow me on Instagram at Galaxy CDs Rocks. Thanks again. News updates. All right, let's get into this reselling news. I don't have a ton today, but I do have some things I wanted to cover. By the time you see this, the official news may already be out from eBay, but this week they are scheduled to announce their spring seller updates. Uh, There was a leak, apparently, um, within their kind of community boards where some information kind of seeped out in advance. So we're going to cover a little bit of that. Uh, You should be keeping an eye out. eBay will be announcing their spring seller update later today. But these are some of the things that we expect to see in that update. Uh, Some of the big changes are going to include a greater number of free insertions as well as the ability for sellers to offer coded coupons. So there it looks like Right now, you get a if you have a store, you get a massive number of free listings in specific categories. It looks like that is set to grow yet once again. So I'm really anxious to see what that number looks like for those of us who have stores. And coded coupons is one of the most requested features that eBay has not had. They've had the codeless coupon where you can create a sale and send people to it with a specific link. But the ability to just give people a code that they could use on your store is something that they have not had in the past that looks like will be coming sometime this spring. Uh, Some other items on this, uh, they will be offering, again, more zero insertion fees to help sellers grow their business. They will be offering partial refunds on returns. Uh, They announced a partial refund offer for auto-accepted returns rather than you can do it on the ones that you manually accept. The coded coupons, at long last, we are excited to announce the release of coded coupons. will soon be available to you via the Seller Hub marketing tab. Again, this is all preliminary information, so none of it has any dates when the official announcement comes out. Hopefully sometime on Wednesday, maybe this will be nailed down a little better with some dates. But for the time being, these are just uh, kind of the highlights. There will be some enhancements to promoted listings. Uh, We're excited to continue to develop your ability to promote your listings on eBay with the announcement of automated campaigns. However, on the downside, they are going to be removing a promoted listing credit. We continue to evaluate our fees to ensure sellers are getting the best value. The credit for promoted listings for sellers who are top rated or have an anchor store subscription will be evolving to allow us to offer various new promotions that make sense either seasonally, strategically, or reactively for specific groups of sellers. So there's going to be some changes in the kind of the fee and credit structure within promoted listings. Uh, They have been talking about for some time a updated unified 
listing experience. That is still scheduled to roll out this spring. Uh, the new listing tool includes updates in the background technology, but it will do more than just give the site a facelift. It replaces the underlying code the system is built on, which eBay says will make it secure and viable for years to come. As always, with these seasonal updates, bad news, we just finished these not a week ago, <laughs> or just over a week ago. Uh, Item-specific updates are coming once again. Uh, there will be new categories, which will have new required updates. I don't know how thorough the announcement will be on Wednesday, if it'll have the specific list of all the categories and all the items and all the specifics, but know that there are more required item-specific updates on the way. I know that's everybody's favorite thing to do is to uh, <laughs> go in and click all those boxes and add all that information. But uh, nonetheless, know that they're coming. There will also be some additional housekeeping to align categories with industry standards. So there will be category and classification changes coming as well. So be on the lookout for that in the spring seller update. As I mentioned, like I said, should be here probably by the time you watch this, and if not, shortly thereafter. Uh, eBay also had a note out uh, late last week about price gouging. I'm not really sure where this came from, what the what the situation is that prompted it, but eBay issued another announcement reminding sellers of its price gouging policy and encouraging users to report items they believe violate the policy. Price gouging became a major issue in 2020, due to supply shortages during the COVID-19 pandemic with states and the federal government charging retailers they said had violated laws. Uh, eBay's announcement reminded sellers that they have a zero-tolerance policy regarding price gouging and that they will take action. So if you have been subject to that, if you've gotten a notification uh, for a price gouging violation, let us know down in the comments. I don't sell really anything that probably is considered necessary. So if I want to charge $191 for some bound magazines, I don't know that that would qualify <laughs> uh, as price gouging. But if you sell items that might fall under that, let us know if you've been hit with that at all. Uh, eBay had last week their uh, seller update kind of teleconference. Um, I was on it. It was not really particularly useful. If you were on the call, uh, let us know what you thought of it. It was a lot of kind of big picture strategy and kind of pie in the sky. We're going to do this, that, and the third without a lot of detail as those things are kind of want to be. Uh, but some of the high points that did come out of that, um, they did provide an update on managed payments. They are, they claim, working on faster payouts of funds to sellers uh, to at least come closer to the instant payouts that were available on pay PayPal. Probably will never get quite there, but they could get them better. Uh, they did mention that the speed at which banks move money through the ACH networks is out of eBay's control, but they are working on ways to optimize such things as cutoff times when sending batches of deposits to the bank. So hopefully we'll see some improvement in the speed of deposits. I personally have not had any issues with the speed of the deposits. There have been, as we've talked about on this podcast and in this video previously, there have been a couple of times where payouts did not process 
properly and were delayed the better part of a day before they went through, but the money was still in my account literally the following day, so there were no problems to speak of there. So hopefully they can get this resolved. For those of you who are on daily payouts, this may move those up. I don't know that it'll have a big impact on anybody that's doing weekly payouts, but if you're getting daily, uh, there may be some good news on the horizon. Uh, They also announced that they are about to launch an innovative service model for customer service that allows eBay's very best sellers to earn additional income by helping other eBayers be successful. Quote, we're going to connect expert sellers with newer sellers. Uh, eBay is recruiting sellers who would use an app to provide customer service on their own terms with no obligation. eBay did pilot this program in another market and some sellers supposedly are earning up to an extra $1,000 a month with this program. So if eBay has reached out to you as a seller to see if you would like to participate in this program, let us know. I have not, to this point, received any kind of indication that uh, they're considering yours truly for that, but that would definitely be something that I would consider. Um, I've spent essentially a lifetime in customer service, in retail, and in sales. So I I might have some value to add to eBay there. So hopefully I'll get a call on that. Um, They also highlighted, again, the unified listing tool, which is still in beta at the moment, and talked about the importance of including item specifics. They are all about these item specifics. (laughs) If you couldn't tell, man, they are... They are hot to trot on those item specifics. Um, the, the, the show was scheduled to last an hour. The last 10 to 12 minutes of it was supposed to be for uh, participant questions, a question and answer session. By the time they got to that point, they were literally out of time. They had time for one single solitary question, which was about unpaid items uh, where a customer agrees to purchase an item either by clicking buy now or by accepting an offer or making an offer that's accepted and then they do not pay for that item ebay again and they've talked about this before and we've not seen any fruits of this ebay claims they will be making some changes so that it can get a handle on this feature which it hopes to complete by the end of this year so there you go lastly moving on to etsy uh this is kind of I don't sell on Etsy, so it doesn't affect me directly, but this is kind of problematic. Etsy began charging sellers for paid search campaigns last year through the new offsite ads program, and now it will charge sellers for content marketing expenses using the same program. Uh, This article, and I will, as always, link to these in the show notes and the video description below, says it's a bold move. Some might say brazen if an affiliate publisher drives traffic that results in a sale on the marketplace. Etsy will charge the seller a fee to help cover that cost. Uh, Offsite ads, in addition to paying the commission fee on a sale, sellers will pay an additional quote unquote advertising fee of between, wait for it, 12 and 15 percent. For sales resulting from offsite ads, that makes the program really tricky for sellers when setting prices on their products, whether to build in enough profit margin for the regular 5% commission, or do they need to boost the prices to account for this rather unpredictable extra 12 to 15%? Uh, all this is the part that's troublesome 
to me personally. And again, I don't sell on Etsy. If you do and you've seen this, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, all sellers are automatically enrolled in offsite ads, and only those who make less than $10,000 on Etsy in any 12 month period can opt out. So they essentially are forcing you to participate in this program, whether you want to or not, and charging you for the privilege. Uh, Let me know what you think about that. I, for one, am not impressed with that. You should have the ability to opt out and not have your listings participate in that program. The flip side of that is maybe you'd like the extra exposure and you don't mind paying an extra 12 to 15%. That number seems really high to me for some reason. Um, As an affiliate marketer, 12 to 15% is a huge, huge price to pay um, to make a sale that was essentially sent to you by an influencer or a website. Uh, They claim that they're going to be doing this with a lot of kind of third parties uh, let us know. Let us know how you feel about that. I'm not, I'm not impressed. As I mentioned, I don't sell there. Um, I was thinking about it. This certainly gives me pause. So with all of that being said, that wraps up the news for today. Uh, again, please let us know what you thought of any of this. Feel free to chime in. I appreciate all of you taking a little time out of your day to listen and or watch if you'd like to support the channel, please do me a favor and whack that thumbs up button. If this is the kind of content that you like, please consider subscribing or following the podcast. I would really appreciate it. It helps. It helps my ego (laughs) Uh, to know that people like and appreciate that. For those of you who do watch and comment regularly, I absolutely, I read every one of them. I try to respond to almost every one of them, especially the ones that are relevant and ongoing. I absolutely appreciate each and every one of you that stops by. Uh, But if you could do those few things for me to support the channel. I would appreciate it. With that, I hope you have a great week. And now it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you again next time.